When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time is running out. The 49ers officially have given permission to Jimmy Garoppolo's agents to seek a trade. Time is running out. This is Trey's team. And that's nothing against Jimmy. We, we made that decision a, a year ago. There was a game of musical chairs that was played while Jimmy G was off the market healing from his shoulder surgery. There's no market for him. I would not be surprised if he's released. It's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. Time is running out. Yeah, he wasn't released. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll get to Jimmy G, the 49ers, and Trey Lance in just a little bit. Happy Friday, everybody. So glad to have you with us here on the show. Ryan Clark, Damian Woody, Field Yates here with you for the hour. And coming up, the reason why somebody here is not buying that the Cowboys are underdogs. We're starting this Friday tradition once again all year long. We're all over the place for NFL Live. And let's roll with the 49ers. It's been a week in San Francisco, right? Monday, Jimmy Garoppolo restructured his deal with the 49ers, keeping him in the Bay for one more season. And yesterday was the first time he was back. As you see him there as a full participant in practice, he and Trey Lance both spoke with the media yesterday. Uh, it's good to have him back. Good to have him back in the building, uh, in the QB room again. Um, man, just like I've said, man, he's been a big brother to me since my first day in the league, since I got drafted the day I got drafted. So, man, I know he's got my back. I got his back, um, and I'm excited to go through this year with him, man. He's going to add a lot to our QB room. I mean, that's the goal for us is to have the best QB room in the, in the league. Um, and, man, we're, we're pretty damn close if we're not there. I mean, me and Trey, honestly, I, I know a lot of stuff gets made in the media and like that, but we have a good relationship, man. It's, uh, so, I mean, everyone could say what they want and everything, but, I mean, we went through it last year. It's very similar to this situation, so it's not like we haven't done it before. I mean, Kyle Shanahan even himself said he was shocked that Jimmy G was able to return, and that's the situation that they're in. So for all of us to sort of feel that way, too, is no secret or no surprise. RC, what do you make of everything that's happened in San Francisco this week? You know, it's been such a strange situation with Jimmy Garoppolo and trying to figure out where he will land for the 2022 season. This is not a great situation, if you ask me, for Jimmy G. If you're the San Francisco 49ers, you're elated. You know you have a very capable backup with starter potential that could get you to a Super Bowl. But if you're a Jimmy G, you're now the backup on a team you are already the starting quarterback on. This isn't like you went to Tampa Bay and now you're waiting for Tom Brady to actually retire and you can move into a starting role. Or you're in Seattle now and you're behind Geno Smith, but they know that one day you're going to be the starter. You have been unceremoniously moved from being the starting quarterback on this team. And listen, I've watched all of those sister wives shows and the shows about polygamy. The <laughs> wife that was already there is usually oh, no. very upset when the new chick comes along because now she got to share a night. Now the new chick is getting all the attention and you just got to sit back and be there in your house that you used to be number one in. And so I think that the San Francisco 49ers would have liked for someone to bail them out. Offer us something for Jimmy G so we could get rid of him. Since that didn't happen, now they aren't necessarily 
necessarily sure. You have a great backup. You have the starter in Trey Lance. But I think that this quarterback room is a little too crowded. Yeah, three minutes into the show, and we've got sister wives and polygamy references here on <laughs> NFL Live. We're off and rolling like only RC can take us. But, RC, I agree that they have a good situation in the sense that Jimmy Garoppolo is a very capable backup. But this is one of the most unique dynamics we have seen in a quarterback room in quite some time. If the 49ers have an injury to their starting quarterback, no team is better insulated with their backup than San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo, an elite backup quarterback option. At the same time, I don't believe there is a single quarterback under more pressure early in the year, the first quarter of the regular season, than Trey Lance. Because now, if Trey Lance starts to struggle, you know what everybody is going to be saying. Let's bring back the guy who has taken us to the Super Bowl before, the guy that nearly helped us get back to a Super Bowl last season. There is a different pressure if Nate Sudfeld or Brock Purdy is the backup quarterback and Trey Lance is yes. struggling. you got to find your way through it, Trey. That's the reason why we took you third overall. Now, with the way that Jimmy Garoppolo is revered in that locker room, if this team stumbles out of the gates one and two, or even if they're winning games but Trey Lance is struggling, you know the calls are going to be coming for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and that's a lot of the talk that we've heard this all, you know, this all season, especially lately, is you know with Jimmy Garoppolo as the backup quarterback, you know, will they put a lot of pressure on Trey Lance? But I have I have all the faith in the world in Kyle Shanahan because the one thing that Kyle Shanahan does, he's a quarterback whisperer. I mean, you go on, go back to you know RG three days with the Washington Commanders, Matt Ryan with the Atlanta Falcons, Jimmy Garoppolo. What he's able to do at the quarterback position is able to put these guys in position to succeed. And we know that this Trey Lance is a different type of animal, a different type of weapon. And being able to utilize his athletic ability in the run game is going to add an extra dimension that the 49ers haven't had at the quarterback position in quite some time. Listen. Kyle Shanahan is a great coach, but let's not be confused. Kyle Shanahan has a losing record as the San Francisco 49ers head coach. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, he's 33 and 14. Mm. Jimmy Garoppolo is, is his binky. It's his, it's his blanket. And so you don't want to be Trey Lance knowing that when Kyle Shanahan, the quarterback whisperer, has been whispering to other quarterbacks in San Francisco, he must be screaming way too loud because it ain't working. So mm. if Trey Lance doesn't play early, like Phil said, there's going to be so much pressure on him because the noise from the outside will say, well, what about Jimmy G? We at least know he could get us to a Super Bowl. Yeah, RC, to that point, Shanahan, 39 and 42 overall. So the binky reference, I don't think you can overplay it. And one thing, too, on Jimmy G, you know, some people always say, well, it was the team that got them to these championships and to the Super Bowl and, and not Jimmy G himself. But Garoppolo ranked second in the NFL in yards per passing attempt last season, trailing only Joe Burrow. More, I'm sure, to come on the San Francisco situation. But let's read and react with the latest news around the NFL, starting with that huge five-year extension for Russell Wilson. In five years, $245 million, $165 million of that fully guaranteed. Mm. Russ mm. talked about the new deal yesterday. I told Mark and George that I wanted to be here for a long time. I believe this is a marriage and you want to be here for a long time. And, and uh, you know, my, my goal is to be able to finish my career here. I had an amazing first, you know, decade of my career. The next decade, um, I'm really excited about. I, I think that we, we want to make this a destination location. I think that it's one of those things we have amazing tradition, amazing football team. For me, it wasn't really about you know how much necessarily. It was about how many, how many Super Bowls we can win, and that's really uh, the focus. Broncos country, that's right. D, the deal pays him as a top three quarterback in terms of guaranteed money. That makes sense to you? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, you're talking about a perfect storm for getting a quarterback deal done. Obviously, you trade for Russell Wilson and be the, the, the new face of the Denver Broncos and then add in new ownership. So when you combine the two, it only makes sense that you're going to pay, pay the quarterback big bucks and make him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the National Football League. So the obvious question now is how all this affects Lamar Jackson and his current contract negotiations. After the news broke about Russell Wilson, Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey tweeted, quote, Walmart money different, referring to the Broncos' new ownership group, which is led by Walmart heir Rob Walton. And Jackson saw this, responded with, quote, I swear in the crying laughing emoji. RC, how does the Wilson deal affect Lamar going forward? Hey, first off, Laura, listen, I know you went to journalism school and you've been doing this a long time. That is not I swear. That's I swear. I right? swear. Ain't no oh, on the end of that because Lamar, <laughs> Lamar Jackson already understands that this money is continuing to drive the price up for him. If I'm him, I got to get more than Deshaun. If I'm him, I got to get more than Kyler Murray. If I'm him, I have to get more than Russell Wilson. No quarterback does for their team as much as Lamar Jackson does for the Baltimore Ravens. That is not a system. He is the system. And if I'm the Baltimore Ravens every time I see one of these deals get done I suck my teeth because I know at some point we got to pay the Piper and that Piper is Lamar Jackson yeah RC like Lamar Jackson doing that Birdman hand rub right now because man all these deals getting done there you go all these deals getting done it's just more paper coming that man's way. So, listen, I've had, I've, you know, I've said early in the offseason, I thought, you know, Lamar Jackson should try to get this deal done. But all the leverage is on his side. And with each and every deal that comes forward and keeps pushing the envelope forward, boy, he has an opportunity now to really cash in. Because if he has the year that we all think that Lamar Jackson's going to have, oh, boy, you're talking about major paper. Yeah, you know, it's funny because Mike Tannenbaum said this when this was announced about Russell Wilson's deal, and he's our front office guy, so he's got that perspective, you guys. He he said this was not good for Lamar, that the guaranteed money was less, you know, than what Lamar is obviously seeking. RC, when you think about it in those parameters, how do you think this plays in for Lamar? Well, I think if you're Lamar, you continue to say why you're better than Russell Wilson, why you're so yeah. much better than Kyler Murray. Russell Wilson's been in this league for a decade. He doesn't have an MVP. He isn't necessarily a guy that has been the driving force to a reason the team was great the way that Lamar Jackson has been. And so I believe that all of these things are tools that you can use for leverage and also tools you can use for negotiations. Now, Obviously, it's coming way off the 230 that Deshaun yeah. Watson has, but that is an outlier. I think if you're Lamar Jackson, you can start talking about the 175, the 180 guaranteed. And if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you're going to have to listen. Yeah, and of course, we still don't know exactly what the Ravens are offering there. There's been a lot of rumors out there. Lamar's even debunked some of it himself on Twitter. Uh, one quick thing, RC, it's, it's I swear. Am I doing that? Is that it? I swear. I, I swear. <laughs> But you got you to you breathe it. I swear. I'm going to work on that in the commercial break because I'm still not there. I'm sorry, guys. I'll get there, though. All right, we're just getting started here on NFL Live. we got so much more coming your way. And after being named Dolphins team captain, Tua Tagovailoa plans to lead the pod to success this season. Hear why Woody says this is a big deal. Plus, worried about all your fantasy football teams? Well, Field is about to spill the tea. Fills us in with his fantasy favorites. You don't want to miss his number one pick and get your team ready for the season. NFL Live is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and in part by Pizza Hut. No one out pizzas the hut.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're ready for the 53rd season of Monday Night Football. You see Russell Wilson there for the Broncos. Of course, he's going to go against his former team in the opening Monday Night Football game in the Seahawks. And this one, Monday, September 12th at 8 p.m., you see the debut of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman with Lisa Salters on the field on ESPN, ABC, ESPN Plus, ESPN Deportes, and Peyton and Eli return on ESPN2. Let's get to the Dolphins. Tua has another job coming this season for the Dolphins, and that's team captain. He was named captain Following a team vote, this is the first time in his NFL career he was named a captain. Here's what his coach said on what this means for Tua and the team. I think it says everything. I think that's incredibly important um, when it's uh, done with the right reasons, with the right intent. And that was, um, you know, the only the only thing that I gave the players was like, who do you want representing you each and every game? Who do you want to wear the C? and understand what that C means on your jersey. Um, and, you know, that I think it speaks volumes on um, where he's at with the team. So, RC, a little reminder that Tua was not a captain on last year's team. You think this is a big deal for him? I think this is a huge deal. Listen, I was an undrafted free agent, and I tell people all the time, two of the greatest moments of my NFL career were being, was being selected the captain of the Pittsburgh Steelers and then my last year in Washington. For your teammates to think that highly of you and respect your work, respect the things that you put in a type of leadership that you've shown, I think this is really important. And now, I've been on teams where some quarterbacks have been forced in the, into this position. So the fact that Tua was not a captain last year and his teammates and his coaches have seen that growth in him over the year. I think this is big and it shows and it continues to show how much support each player, each coach, each staff member is putting behind Tua Tungabaloa for the 2022 season in hoping and trying to help him towards success. 
Yeah, RC, you're absolutely right. This is a huge deal. I mean, because the one thing about the quarterback position, guys are always looking to see what these guys are doing, not only on the field, but in the weight room, in the classroom, every little thing that they're doing. And the fact that he wasn't a captain last year and he's a captain this year, I think it just goes to show you that these guys appreciate and respect the grind that, that Tua has been, you know, been showing throughout this whole offseason. So now I think the next step in this whole process you got to go out there and win football games. That's how you continue this whole thing. But to be named a captain after not being a captain last year is a really big deal for Tua Tungvaluwa. Yeah, when you think about Tua and, and just his leadership style, guys, he, he's definitely more of a quiet leader, more of a, a leader that leads by example in his actions. And going all the way back to the days in college when he would fight back from injury so many times, dealt with some brutal injuries and came back every time, wanted to fight for his team. That was a way that he would win those teams over. And then trying to translate that to the NFL level is not always easy. So it's great to see that he's doing that, especially with a team that looks like a fantasy football roster, at least on paper, on the offensive side specifically. Specifically. And speaking of fantasy football, let's talk a little bit more about that. As ESPN Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game, the season's right around the corner. you got to get your league started now at ESPN.com slash fantasy football. Nobody better to get you ready for fantasy drafts around the league than Phil Yates, host of the Fantasy Focus podcast. Field. it's the final weekend of fantasy drafts. So give us four storylines every team manager needs to know before the draft. Yeah, Laura, and much to my wife's chagrin, basically my entire weekend is going to be filled with fantasy drafts this upcoming weekend. <laughs> Let's dive in on the most important question that I am asked throughout the offseason. Who goes number one in your drafts overall? My answer, Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts, who last season led the NFL in rushes and rushing yards and rushing touchdowns and rushes of at least 20 yards. You see one of his breakaway runs right there. He had 20 total touchdowns. He also had 40 catches. This offensive line still very good, even if they don't run the football as much this year as Frank Reich, their head coach, has indicated, we still expect to see Jonathan Taylor being a very busy player. Next up, everybody wants to know about these wide receivers that have been traded this offseason. Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams. All right, so Tyree Kill goes to Miami, where Tua, now a captain, has one career touchdown pass of at least 30 yards. Tyree Kill leads the NFL in those kind of, catch, those kind of touchdown catches since he entered the NFL back in 2016. Meanwhile, Devontae Adams, yeah, it's a more crowded room in the Las Vegas Raiders but he's Devontae Adams. I still have both these guys inside my top 10 for wide receivers. We always want to know who is going to deliver right away amongst the rookies. Well, certainly names that come to mind include Brees Hall of the New York Jets and Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans, who has been skyrocketing up boards after a strong preseason and seemingly earning that job. But never overlook the wide receivers. Drake London of the Atlanta Falcons, the eighth overall pick, is in line to be their wide receiver one. Wouldn't surprise me if he had 120 targets or more this season. And then lastly, you're always looking for those late-round lottery tickets. Guys who could break out, and you're getting them in the 10th or even later round. Some names to keep in mind include a rookie in George Pickens from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chris Olave, another rookie wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. How about Kadarius Toney for the New York Giants? When he's on the field, he is absolutely electric. I am always looking for players with plenty of upside late in my draft. Those guys all are worth a shot for you late, Laura. Yeah, I love it, Field. In fact, yesterday on NFL Live, Mina Kimes picked Chris Olave as the Offensive Rookie of the Year for her. So definitely one that you want to snag like if it. you can get him, especially in that Saints offense. Time now for some DraftKings Sportsbook predictions. We start with you, RC. Which quarterback will throw the most touchdown passes this season? 
is gonna be Derek Carr. And yeah, I know, it's all these other guys, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, but I'm looking for Derek Carr to have the 2007-like breakout season we saw from Tom Brady when he got Randy Moss. You're gonna have Darren Waller, you're gonna have Hunter Renfro, and obviously now Devontae Adams on the outside. I think this is a year where he improves greatly on his 32 touchdowns that he threw in 2015. This is a guy that's gonna be mid-40s come February. Yeah, for me, it's going to be Justin Jefferson. This guy has had the most uh, receiving yards over the last two years in the NFL. And now entering Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach that came, that was the offensive coordinator with the Los, Los Angeles Rams. He's going to put Justin Jefferson in position to just have a monster year. So I, I expect Justin Jefferson to go off this year. Yeah, in a weird way, I feel like we're not talking enough about Justin Jefferson. So maybe we should be talking about him a little bit more. I know that makes some people here on this show happy. We got more coming your way on NFL Live, so keep it locked right here. Coming up, NYC had nothing but love for Saquon Barkley, but the Giants running back called out the sudden pivot from the Big Blue Faithful. Whoa, like everyone, how the tables just turn so crazy. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And to celebrate the new season, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Download the app and use code NFL Live when you sign up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're watching NFL Live presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rex is definitely the most confident of the group. So before every show, he has to get a close-up. Oh, there it is. What are we trying to... Zoom the ratings up. That's pretty good right there. Rex, not, uh-uh. Get it on me. You want something pretty? You want something cute? Put it on me. I mean, ratings go through the roof when the close-up shows up. I'm here for one reason. My appearance. I always tell Sam, I said, I'm here for one reason. That's my look. That's a good close-up.
So glad you're with us on NFL Live. Let's do a segment called On Trend, where I'm going to give you a stat from last year, and we'll ask if the team will continue what they're doing. Stay on trend. We begin with the Ravens, who struggled mightily last season when it came to defending the pass. Baltimore allowed the most passing yards per attempt and per game, as you see there. The Ravens allowed 74 completions that gained 20 or more yards, the most that any team has allowed since 2012. RC, does that trend continue this season? Absolutely not, not, Laura. Listen, we know the Ravens' tradition of defense. You think about last year, no Marcus Peters. You also had Deshaun Elliott, who was the starting safety at the time, who was injured. You go, you add Kyle Hamilton. You get Marcus Williams from the New Orleans Saints, who I think is a budding star. And you also get healthy on the back end, which will allow some of those, those same pieces that were great the year before to be excellent. And I'm speaking about Marlon Humphrey returning back to his all-pro form because he has a surrounding cast around him. The Ravens will be better this year here defending the pass. We continue on trend in Tampa Bay. Since joining the Bucks in 2020, Tom Brady has benefited from playing with one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. No quarterback has been pressured, sacked, or hit at a lower rate than Brady. And continuity along the offensive line has been a major factor in that, right? The Bucks have only used five different starting offensive line combinations since Brady joined the team. That's the fewest in the NFL. D. Wood, will Brady continue to see that type of output from his O-line this year? Yeah, Laura, I don't think that's going to be the case this year. And listen, Brady was a big part of why, the, you know, because of those stats. But when you look, when you miss three interior players from, from a season ago, when this unit was one of the best units in the National Football League, I think there's going to be some leaks in there. There's going to be some people that's breaking free. And we know when that interior pressure comes, quarterbacks start to change. And I think that's going to start happening with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line. Let's go to Carson Wentz, guys. He was in the market for some new real estate for the second straight offseason, this time heading down to our nation's capital after being traded to Washington. And first up on the schedule, a rematch with the team that ended Wentz's year last season in Indy. Nobody blocked the man. Strip sack, balls out of Wentz. He's face down. Another takeaway for the Jaguars, and it's Wilson picking off Carson Wentz. That's where they needed just one win to get into the playoffs, and they fail on both accounts. What happened in Jacksonville? Is that something where you just discard it, bury it, make it go away? Yeah, we just didn't get it done. Uh, you know, it's one, um, you know, I feel like personally, I put it all out there. Um, as a team, we put it all out there last year, but timing wasn't ideal for, for that loss and that performance. But um, you learn from it and say, you know, I'm still confident in who I am. Uh, that's not going to define me. That's not going to define the season. That's not going to define anything. We had, a, we had a really good season, a really good team, had a lot of fun. Just didn't get it done when it mattered. Colts owner Jim Irsay called the trade for Carson Wentz a mistake. He said about the loss to Jacksonville, quote, your guy's got to pick you up and carry you through Jacksonville. He has to do it. Not an option. Has to. No excuses, no explanations. I'm not going to get into uh, a word battle or I'm not, I'm not going to let any of that stress me out and just say, oh, turn the page, turn the page. And um, I felt like I gave everything I had um, to be the best I could be there in Indy. And for me, it's trying not to dwell on it and just how can I get better tomorrow? How can I be better yeah. as a person, as a player, as a teammate, as a friend, as a husband, as a father? Learn from things that happened, good and bad uh, in my past. 
Shout out to Sal Pal for the interview there. More on that interview is coming as well, and it was really interesting. And Field, one of the terms that Carson Wentz used there was turn the page. Yeah. Is it really that simple? You know, Laura, normally I would say no. In this case, I think the answer is yes. And here's the reason why. When he went to Indianapolis last year, the best case scenario in some people's minds was that that team could win the Super Bowl. Remember, midseason, they were just absolutely rolling people, including the Buffalo Bills, to the tune of a blowout in Buffalo. This year, we all think, I believe, that Washington has a solid roster, but I haven't heard a single bit of conversation surrounding the Commanders being a legit NFC playoff contender, as in, like, representing the conference in the Super Bowl. There's a different level of expectations. I think people now view Carson Wentz as about a league average or so quarterback, whereas last year he was a guy that was expected to potentially help carry this team all the way to the Super Bowl. Expectations are different. Different, you can turn the page. Yeah, listen, when you look at this Washington Commanders team, particularly on offense, there's a lot of talent. The offensive line is very underrated. They got a couple wide receivers, obviously, uh, Scary Terry and Jahan Watson, their first-round pick. But listen, at the end of the day, we're all going to go back to Carson Wentz. And, and, and it just seems like what a lot of people have been waiting on the Carson Wentz from 2017. Maybe this is – we have to get used to saying this is who Carson Wentz is. He's the average quarterback right now. Um, is that the expectation in Washington? Do they do they trade for an average quarterback? We will see. Does this team, this team, I think their ceiling could be the playoffs, but again, it all is predicated on Carson Winston. Can he elevate other guys around him on that offense? The bottom line is defensively, they have to be better than they were last year. Think mm -hmm. about last offseason and the reason we were talking about the Washington Commanders being a team that could battle to win the NFC East. It was about the way they played defense, the way they got after the passer with those front four, making plays on the back end. They need to see more of that, and that has to be what carries this team early through the season. And the thing that D. Woody said, though, about some of the talent on offense, that's exactly what... They were asking Carson Wentz to do in Indy. Just put the ball in the hands of the playmakers and allow them to be great at what they do. Mm. Here's what stuck out to me, and I came here prepared to talk about the defense. Here's what stuck out to me about what Carson Wentz said. When guys who are thinking about being MVPs or guys who are thinking about being all-time greats at one point in their career, like you do when you're drafted second overall, nobody wants to hear about the rest of your life. Nobody cares that after Jacksonville, you thought to yourself, I'm going to be a better father, I'm going to be a better man, I'm going to be a better teammate, none of those things. All people care about when you're drafted second overall is how good you can play football. And when a guy starts to get off track and starts to have those conversations, it doesn't say to me that the world's expectations of him has changed. It says that his own expectations have changed. Now, that could be good or bad. You may play looser. You may be more free. But the thing that I'm learning now about Carson Wentz is he doesn't even think he was that dude we saw in 2017. So the team around him, better ball. Yeah, looking forward to seeing this offense with all those pieces around in place that you guys have mentioned. Certainly the NFC East does feel a little bit more wide open. And let's stay in the NFC East where Giants running back Saquon Barkley says he is finally feeling like his old self. Now two years removed from a torn ACL, he jumped on RC's must-listen podcast, The Pivot, to talk about the journey. Take a listen. I felt like I was the best running back in the NFL. Like everyone has their opinion, and I think there's some great backs. And then I hurt my knee, and then I got hurt again. And now it's like, well, oh, how we talk about the dancing, or how we talk about this, and now the third. But it's like, I must was doing something right before. Like, if 
you know, I think not only myself would say that, I think it was an actual argument. Like, who you can make a legit argument who the top three backs were my first year, and I feel like I was in the, inside that conversation. For me, that's why it's like, it's just like, it's crazy. It's like, whoa, like everyone, how the tables just turn so crazy. Kudos to RC and Channing Crowder and Fred Taylor for always getting honesty from these athletes and guests they have on their podcast. RC, what'd you make of the comments from Barkley and all of his critics he's recently faced? You know, it's, it seems that Saquon really listened to the good things that were said about him early on in his career. And if you talk to him, he's such a great dude, such a good human, but he truly cares, I believe, about what people see in him and what people think. And now that everything's switched up, you can tell that he has that chip on his shoulder. He wants to show you that he was worth the second overall pick. He wants to show you that the 2,000 all-purpose yards that you saw from him in his rookie year is more of who he is than the guy who hurt his knee or the guy that hurt his ankle. And he's on what I guess ESP and Greeny, if we're going to call him by his Twitter handle, would say, I think he's on a scorched earth tour and if he's going to be good if he's going to play at a high level the guys around him have to execute he's tired of the dancing talk he's tired of the fell off talk he's mm. tired about talking about being often injured he's ready to tear the league up and if he's healthy I believe he's going to do that yeah and I see the one thing about this league is it's a what have you done for me lately type of league yeah, we know yes. that you were, you know, you were, uh, you know, the number two pick overall. You know, you came in highly, you know, highly heralded as a running back. You started started off your career great, but the fact that you haven't been on the field, you know, you just spend more time in the ice mm. tub than on the field. That's the issue. Now, I do think that with Brian yep. Dayball coming in and that and that type of offense that he had up in Buffalo, I think it's going to work in Saquon Barkley's favor. And I do agree with you, RC. Saquon Barkley has an attitude right now. It's like. I'm coming after you, mm. you, you, yep. all of y'all that have been talking crazy about me. I'm, I'm coming after all of y'all. All, all of you. you. Yeah. Yo. Right? <laughs> if Saquon Barkley does reach yeah. his expectations he's talking about right now, it won't only help the Giants. It'll help his wallet as Barkley is scheduled to be a free agent after this upcoming season. Coming up here on NFL Live, a feel-good story that you do not want to miss. Stick around as you see the latest. Of contestants and best in the winners. Kyum, I'm so tired, but I got plenty of time. No signs, but I got plenty of time. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to NFL Live presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. 
We're glad you're with us here on the show where today there is a story that's much bigger than anything going on in the NFL. The Uvalde varsity football team will play its first home game since 21 children and teachers were killed in a school shooting at Robb Elementary back in May. ABC's Michael Strahan has the story for Good Morning America. In Texas, love for football is as big as the state. Football means a lot. Everybody always comes out on Friday nights. And on this Friday night, it's the first away game of the Uvalde High School football season. Football in Texas is everything. And it just draws towns together. Senior Captain Justin Rendon leading his teammates, proudly wearing the number 21 jersey. And it started off. Honoring the 21 lives lost at Robb Elementary School in May. Head coach Wade Miller and the football organization deciding to honor the number 21. Called some of the seniors over and I said, do we retire it? Do we give it to a senior? What do y'all want to do? And they were unanimous. Oh, that would be awesome. Awarding the jersey to a senior that embodies the humble and hardworking spirit of the team and the community. The team voting for their linebacker. I was just shocked and lost of words. Honored and just blessed. Justin's mature enough to handle the pressure of wearing it. He's humble, he works hard, he helps others. His family, mom Vanessa, dad Eluterio, and two younger brothers are his biggest fans. He gets to showcase that we're not forgetting. Justin's youngest brother, Evan, was in school at Robb Elementary. Eluterio, a detective in nearby San Antonio, rushed home. I couldn't get here fast enough. Um, all the what-ifs started playing through our mind. But they were among the fortunate ones. I ran, I ran for about a block before I found him. I saw his face, he looks up at me and he's like, Mom! And I ran to him, I carried him, I picked him up. And he's like, Mom, why are you crying? We all slept in the bed that night. And it, it, it was just difficult to process that there was families that weren't going to be able to do that. Life in Uvalde was forever changed. The lives of 19 children and two teachers were tragically taken by gunmen. Memorials and tributes fill the town as the community searches for ways to cope. For these young men, it's through football. Just being able to go to strength and conditioning seven on seven practices was like a therapy. Oh. Just so everybody didn't have to feel the sadness and the sorrow. They just were able to feel the comfort of the family that we have. You can almost see a change in their expressions and you can see, see their worries go away. It's like athletics is their sanctuary. This year, the team more determined to bring home win after win for Uvalde. That's all they got. Okay. Great job turning their pain into purpose, one touchdown at a time. At the end of their first away game, the scoreboard reading a win for the Coyotes. Right now, with the weight of the world on our shoulders, and what you came out here and did tonight, I love you like you're my own children. You understand that? I could not be more proud of a group. The team scoring 21 points. It was just a sign that the 21 Angels are looking down at this community and, and saying that they're here. One, two, three, family! And before their first home game at the team dinner, a show of support from some of the biggest names in the sport. I don't know if you know it or not, but y'all aren't just an inspiration to me and the other coaches. One of the biggest and one of the ones I've been in communication with the most 
are the Houston Texans. NFL Texans defenders Christian Kirksey, Kamu Grugier-Hill, and Coach Lovey Smith. Bringing encouragement and compassion. You guys right here, this table right here, can, can lift this city to a whole new level. All yours. Thank you, man. Thank you. You got the three signatures right there. Yes, sir. Good luck tomorrow. They got ball out. You got the powers now. Inspired by the team, proving to be Uvalde strong. This football team loves their community. They're going to go out and play as hard as they can on every play every Friday night. Saw the Houston Texans support there for this team and for this community. And the Texans will wear a sticker on their helmets that says Uvalde Strong in their week one game on Sunday. More NFL Live after the break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. NFL Live is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And in part by Disney Plus Day. Nothing's bigger, nothing's better, nothing beats Disney Plus Day streaming September 8th. And I'm sitting here in Dallas, and all of my hopes was on Tyron Smith staying healthy. Earliest he could return would be in December. I'm off the hill, y'all. I'm over. I done came over. It just seems like too much to overcome. Why didn't Dallas do more? Mina, I don't know. Dallas, you have the best quarterback in the division. Why did you not do more? I don't know. Especially with everything being said about us. Said it, you know what I mean? The lack of what we have. It's the Philadelphia Eagles coming out of the NFC East. And I pray to goodness I'm wrong. Keep writing, keep talking. We're ready to go play. I think Dak Prescott was talking specifically to our guy Swagoo there. RC, he was in a dark place yesterday, and and yet you heard him correctly. He's picking the Eagles to come out of the NFC East. What what do we got for Swag? (laughs) Well, the first thing is he's smart. Like, he's just really good at this job. And anybody who Mm -hmm. watches the film, who sees the rosters, knows that the Eagles have the better roster. The Eagles have done more. I'm really sad for him now. Like, he's probably not going to do any more coaching videos. We're not going to see him riding the Peloton. (laughs) This could turn into a true depression for Marcus. He even moved back to Dallas. And so right now, I say my my prayers go out to you, Swagoo. I'm with you. I'm rocking with you. But you are right. It's the Eagles' division to win. Man, he's been on that intermittent fasting. He might get real skinny with this. He just, he's going to be going through it. We'll see. Uh, all right, let's Depression. stay with those Cowboys and address some of the issues they're facing heading into the season. Penalties were a major issue for the Cowboys last season. That continued this preseason when Dallas was called for 41 penalties. That's the most in the NFL. And then, of course, you saw last week, Dallas dealt a major blow when eight-time Pro Bowl left tackle Tyron Smith tore his hamstring. He's out indefinitely, maybe the earliest he could return December. And then there's also questions at the wide receiver position following Amari Cooper's departure, James Washington's injury, and Michael Gallup's recovery from a torn ACL. But Dak says he's here as doubters. He doesn't care, though. Uh, it's all excitement. It is. It's truly a privilege to be the quarterback of this team. 
to be a leader of the, these guys, uh, offense, defense, this coaching staff that we have. Um, and, yeah, especially with everything being said about us, said, you know what I mean, the lack of what we have is keep writing, keep talking, we're ready to go play. <laughs> All right, if I'm hearing that correctly, Dak Prescott's trying to say that the Cowboys are underdogs mm. here. All right, so I, I'm not totally sure about that, Woody. What do you think? Lord, wasn't the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs last year? Mm-hmm. Like, I, they were out I, quick, but they were there. They were there. I mean, one thing we're talking like the Jets, like underdog or whatever, but we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Please, you know what? This is one of those things where, you know, the, you know, there's, there's, you know, we talk about the Cowboys and we talk about the Eagles and their roster better and, and these players, they act like they, they don't hear it, but they do hear it. Oh, don't, you know, don't, y'all gonna write us off? No, that's just player speak. That's all this is. It's just player speak right now. If we're gonna keep it 100, yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles got the better roster mm. across the board. I think the Dallas Cowboys got the better quarterback. There's no question about that. But everywhere else, come on now. Like we just got, we just, we just being real right now. Man, keep it a buck. Yes, y'all. The <laughs> Dallas Cowboys are underdogs this year. Mm, nobody is picking the Dallas Cowboys to win the East. Ain't nobody picking them to win the Super Bowl, get to the NFC Championship. The problem is we should have been talking about the Dallas Cowboys like this. It's our fault. It's our fault they ain't never been the underdog, that they ain't never have to have a chip on their shoulder. You know why? Because they make a ton of money. Jerry Jones just prints money over there at the star. And you know what else? We talk about them every Monday morning, every Monday evening, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, leading up to the game. So even they didn't know they were under underdogs. Yep, your roster ain't as good as Philadelphia. And if your roster ain't as good as Philadelphia, you ain't as good as the Green Bay Packers. You ain't as good as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You ain't as good as the Los Angeles Rams. So there you go, Dallas. And all of your fans, mm. you guys are underdogs. There you go, Dak. Now you got Ooh. it. You can finally be an underdog in the league. Okay, so there RC, we, see. I, we I, have settled it. I actually like this, though. I will say this. How many years in a row? has it been where we've had these great aspirations for the Cowboys and they fall short last year yet another example of it I'm kind of buying into the idea that the Cowboys at least early on in the season will start to prove people wrong because I actually do have a reasonable amount of confidence in this roster and an extreme amount of confidence in Dak Prescott here's where I get nervous what I get nervous about is let's say the Cowboys do start strong they go four and one and then all of a sudden, mm. a certain owner of this franchise starts to say things and starts to maybe make forecasts about how you guys told us we were nothing. I'll see you in February at the Super Bowl. And that's where I start to get nervous because all of a sudden, everybody calling them underdogs, which is a correct statement for right now, starts to overrate them too much. But I do like this Cowboys roster. I think they're actually going to be a playoff team this season. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, you you guys think Jerry Jones is going to talk? Of course he's going to talk. Of Either course. way, no matter how this goes, right? Uh, one more note on Dallas. Jerry Jones actually did acknowledge that they did have recently retired Jason Peters in for a visit this weekend. And just to tie this all together, because why not? Uh, Jason Peters, of course, played college ball at Arkansas, where Jerry Jones won the 1964 title as a team captain. It's the same place I'm sitting right now. I was outside, but it's raining, so now I'm inside. I've had a few people ask me if I'm inside a porta potty. I'm not. Uh, I might be soon. Who knows? But either way, 
today. We will see you tomorrow on SEC Nation on SEC Network right here from Fayetteville, Arkansas, as we start the college football season. Time for one more thing before we go. The newly renamed Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh hosted the backyard brawl between Pitt and West Virginia this last night. Awesome. Great yeah. game. Uh, Steelers reporter Brooke Pryor tweeted out, this might be the loudest Acrisure Stadium gets all season. As you hear this, that crazy noise as Pitt won a wild one. RC, you buying that from Brooke? No, I'm not buying that at all. Wait till T.J. Watt does something or Mika Fitzpatrick or Najee breaks a long run. We love the Pitt Panthers. We enjoy singing Sweet Caroline at the end of the third quarter, but ain't nothing like when Renegade drops on Sunday afternoon. (laughs) I love it. Directly from the Steelers' mouth. We'll see you next week on NFL Live.